of the passions, cruel and ill, never mirrors of the heart. Men use the gods to be masters of the masses, but now he's a divine tyranny as art. Why do you call me a godless heathen? Never judge you of the things which you stand. Promise of salvation, threats of damnation. This is the willful ignorance of man. Hello, all you beautiful creatures of the night. Welcome to the Satanic in Nature podcast. We are sin. Our subtitle is The Gay Agenda, Baby Eating, Witchcraft, Polyamory, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and anything else you might consider offensive to society. It's going to get weird in here. I'm Tomaway Belmont. And I am Cora Howell. We are satanic in nature in every way, and we really can't help ourselves. We are a part of two awesome satanic communities, one called the Infernal Society, that is an international and online-based community, and the other is based out of the Tucson, Phoenix area, called Hale, Arizona. Hale, Arizona also welcomes people from all over, but it takes local action in the area. It's that time of the episode where we have to say, if you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash satanic in nature and join our tier. It's our only tier right now, but that's all it really needs to be. Uh, We would like to give a huge shout out to our newest patron, Tuck. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. Uh, Yes. By joining this tier, you will get access to bonus content and you will get a regular update on the goings on in the podcast. You may even get to help decide what topic we address next. There's just so many that sometimes we have trouble deciding. And yeah, besides that, we have had some people reach out to us at our email, satanicinnature at gmail.com. We do love to hear from you. Now getting into our episode today, we are going to take a cue from a great request from one of our listeners. Uh, They emailed us. We have a huge shout out to Chris to give who sent us the following message and I want to read it out. I know that you two are members of the trans non-binary community and as a fellow member, I think a cool idea for the podcast would be to discuss modern trans identity and the fluidity that the modern trans community has and how it has opened the door for more modern youth to be able to embrace their identity without the more strict or rigid guidelines of what being trans means. I look forward to your response. We could not have thought of something better ourselves. Honestly, the audience we have inspires us a lot. So if you want to hear something, reach out. We, you never know what request could actually become an episode and i just want to say thank you to chris for sending this yes. go along with all yeah so seriously thank you chris to go along with all of this if you want a very in-depth look at how trans people are being targeted i helped to write and also recorded an intro to an episode of a satanist reads the bible that looks at how the christian right is pushing for a trans genocide It's a really heavy topic and I totally get it if it's too much for some, right? It's, it's a lot to be honest, guys. And the episode was something that I really worked on hard for a long time, but I'm very proud of the result. And I think it's something that is extremely informative as an intro into what trans people face today. So I hope you guys go give that a listen beyond that. The host Todd Billsboro is an awesome Satanist, and I hope we can give him a listen. Just going to say that I did end up listening to that episode uh, twice now. Very thought-provoking and just well-edited and, I think, timely. So, uh, yeah, we don't normally start things off with serious statistics. We just usually end up bullshitting, but... um, First time for everything, right? So, according to the Pew Research Poll, 1.6% of the population is now openly transgender, either identifying as a trans man, trans woman, non-binary person, or other person in the trans umbrella. What is surprising is that 5% of people under 30 identify as under the trans umbrella 
Uh, Cora and I are both 31, so we're close, but not quite. If anyone calls us old, I will personally find you. We are not old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, but this is a significant change in the demographics of when you consider that 0.3% of adults over 50 identify the same way. To us, this represents a beautiful change that has happened recently, showing that it is becoming more socially acceptable and safer. Young people now have such an opportunity to be themselves. There are more resources, there is representation, and there's discussion um, more than at any point in modern history. It's seriously under threat, but we remain optimistic that we can all band together and make this a better world for all trans youth. To start, we want to discuss as a basic topic to define things. Wait, what is this? To start, we want to discuss a basic topic that um, gender is a social construct. Yeah, I'd love to talk on that a little bit. For me, it's one of those that is a fundamental thing to what the trend that we see today is around, you know, people actually accepting who they are. Gender is a social construct. We made gender up. It's kind of ridiculous that we don't think of it that way normally, because honestly, if you look at every culture around the world, it's kind of crazy to it's, me. Yeah. It's a forced thing. It really fucking is. Like if you look at baby clothes and like kids section, it's fucking forced. Right. Like, there's nothing stopping a boy from wearing a dress. I'm sorry. No. There isn't. The only consequences you're going to get from that is the social repercussions of someone making fun of you for that. And yep. that kind of represents exactly what we're talking about. Using a dress, you know, as a boy, so to speak, and I put that in air quotes, everybody, as a boy, it actually has nothing to do with their gender, right? I could wear any type of clothes that I want. It doesn't change my gender identity. It doesn't actually matter to anything. Makeup is another example. That was invented for men in the 1800s or something like that. It's ridiculous that today it's such a socialized thing as something for women. To piggyback all of that, corsets were also invented for fucking men. Like a lot of standard feminine beauty products were invented for men first, like powdered wigs, corsets, makeup, you name it. it High heels. Heels, yes. All of it was for men. All of it. And somewhat, somehow in history, through fashion and everything like that, it's become something that is typically expected of women, which is ridiculous that we now somehow, you know, look at it that way. Usually somewhere, somewhen, a capitalist wasn't making enough fucking money and decided to start targeting women. That's what happened with razors. That's why it's more a social thing for women to shave their legs and armpits. Some capitalist, some when, was like, I'm not making enough money selling razors to men to shave their face. So let's oppress women. <laughs> yep. It's why I have a giant tattoo on my arm with a hammer and a sickle and a feminine symbol, right? Yeah. It's because <laughs> it's honestly, ludicrous. yes, it's ludicrous. The, the, I call it the pink tax, right? They look to find every opportunity to take advantage of women and other people by making it something that's capitalist. Weddings are a great example, Right. Don't get me started again. Don't get, we'll get into that again. I, I don't know. Right. We shouldn't do that. We'll, we'll hold off on that one. But it's a good <laughs> example of just how ridiculous capitalism and other things forces people into spending money on different things and gender specific things. Very much so. Gender specific things are a major lever for them to pull. And it's pervaded so much into our society that these things have been taken for granted as one thing being feminine and one thing being male. Heck, the color pink and blue 
are the opposite of what they used to be in the 1800s. Pink used to be the boy's color. Blue used to be the women's color. It's all made up, everyone. And even looking at cultures, it's stupid. Even looking at (laughs) cultures all around the world, if gender wasn't a social construct, you'd expect it all to converge on two genders, right? If you look at, you know, you you could then look at any culture around the world and be like, oh, they all converged on male and female, but that's not the case. No, it's not at all. Good examples are two-spirit people in the indigenous people of America. Another good example is the Skopsky of Russia, who are actually mm-hmm. a Christian sect that actually think of gender, you know, as a thing that was a form of original sin. They actually think genitals came from the fruit of the tree in Eden, right? It's kind of funny to oh, me wow. that that's what they think. And in fact, as a result of thinking that the fruit from the uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil caused genitals, they actually surgically remove them. That's oh, a real thing. That. Right. So fuck that. I didn't they, I didn't know that. You're over here telling me this. This is <laughs> it's crazy. This is an atrocity. <laughs> yes. But let's let's look at the people called the Bugis people of Indonesia. They have five genders. And Sweet. if gender was a social construct, they would only have two, just like Western culture, but they don't. They have something different. It's all over the world that gender is thought of differently by different cultures. And if we don't recognize that, then you get the idea that a lot of people have now that there's only one way of thinking. The thing is, there is more to that. It's very complex. It's hugely, you know, diverse in the way that different cultures think about this, right? Yes. Um, I had a I had a few Albanian classmates in high school and one of them told me that there's this social thing where that if a family only has daughters then the eldest daughter like basically becomes the son and starts dressing like a man and in all intents and purposes is is considered a man by society even though she is biologically a woman. I didn't even know that when you taught me that one. Yeah, I, I, I may suddenly have... remembered that during this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about the fact that I just, you know, so, told you about the Skopsky and now you just taught me something. I usually uh, yeah. like I do so much research on this that my mind's blown that I didn't know about that right now. So thank you, T. Like, yes. you just blew my I, mind. You know, I don't know how true it is, but I thought it was fucking cool. Right. And (laughs) it's from a real person who gave you their experience. And that's really cool that that's a thing. When I, when I think about this, it just highlights the diversity of gender around. And that's a big deal. When we think about what trans people come into in this society today, it's, we are all so different. It can range. Both he and I are trans, right? We're gender nonconforming. We don't ascribe to traditional gender norms i'm on the very fem end (laughs) you know as we as we record this i am in a men's concert shirt and to be to be blunt i'm i'm not wearing pants i'm just in underwear Um, (laughs) (laughs) but i you know just that description i'm just some dude in my bedroom, just late at night, talking to a girl on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's the interesting thing is you look at when we think about those five percent that are under thirty, and you know we're close. We're not quite, but close enough. And I think we count. We count. We count. Damn it. <laughs> and when you look at those people, we all grew up in a different different world. And it's a very different viewpoint that a lot of us have. I mean, there is, you know, so it's many. A lot it's, yeah, different. it's a lot. There's, there's so much difference going on. I remember for career day, I said I was going to grow up to be a dad. And I got in trouble for it. And I don't think 
that children today will necessarily get in trouble for that. I don't think they would. And I, I, that's amazing that that's kind of the direction that society has gone, right? There's opportunities for kids in certain parts of the world and certain parts of the country in particular to be themselves. And that has resulted in a large number of people coming out and in no other time in our history has so such an explosion ha- happened. In fact, yeah. one of the things I'll, I'll say is I look at the Pew Research Poll every year, and we just quoted a statistic from that. Last year, we were only at 0.7% of the population. Now we're at 1.6. It's, it's over That's almost double. a full percentage. Yeah, we went over double the percentage of what we were before. And it's growing because I think it's there's more acceptability you know even myself also i think when other people see it when they see other people just existing the way that they're supposed to exist because if you you ask me if you're trans you should exist that way um you become a little inspired and you might be a little more brave to maybe explore that avenue yourself like the the representation is happening like we're seeing i think for the first time that i can fucking remember in my entire life we are seeing trans characters we are seeing cartoons like steven universe pop up we're seeing things like orange is the new black trans women in prison pop up um sense eight we're talking eight yeah. Yeah. i love that yeah <laughs> pose there's so many different ones pose. right now yes yeah. yeah there's there's so many and then if maybe maybe what eight ten years ago not a thing nothing in fact it's it, there's even a year that they call it like this big thing it's 2015 that was the year that you know everything changed you look back and Prior to that, trans people were were portrayed as villains, prostitutes, and victims. Those were the only three things that trans people ended up in films and things for. Yes. There was almost no representation in anything other than showing us as weak or evil. Or dead. Or dead. In like (laughs) one of those crime shows. Oh, man. Yeah. And they would do super misogynistic things like look under the trans person's skirt and go, well, Jane Doe is really John Doe and shit like that. Like, what the hell? That's so bad. Can we we not? But there's really an actual, I think it's NCIS or some show like that, that actually had that happen. The person said that, like actually said those words and it blows my mind. You know, and we're looking back on some of this stuff. Like, I look back on Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, shit. Lots of different things in that movie make me feel like I I, I find it hilarious. Right? It's, There's it's some good a things hilarious there. movie, but it's terrible. It's terrible. That aged like milk. Oh, right? fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, looking back on that oh. now, I look at the end of that movie and I have a whole new perspective on it. Because as a kid, you're not thinking about these things. And now... No. I'm like, that is the most transphobic movie at the end ever. Fuck that. That would get, yo, can you imagine if that came out like this year? Oh, it would get destroyed. Yeah, it would be so fucking canceled. (laughs) This is, this is progress, but, um. That that's actually a good thing that it would get canceled. But at the same thing. Yes. This is progress. Yes. But fuck, man. Just that just in our lifetime, and we are not old, just in our lifetime. We're not old. (laughs) We're not. We're not old by any stretch of the imagination. We are two young women in our early 30s, and in just our lifetimes, it has radically changed. Which is great. It's great. Honestly, like, 
I remember sitting, I was living in England at the time watching Orange is the New Black and going, well, shit. I really, really adore Laverne Cox and like did not even know just how much like and why I was fascinated by it. Like I couldn't stop paying attention to her. That show is great. But for some reason, that was the piece that I cued in on. Right. Oh, and, it, you know, it kind of trans awakening. It was part of my trans awakening. And so. 2015 was a year for me that meant a lot. It was the first time I acknowledged that I was trans. And 2015, me too. But I go on though. <laughs> I I didn't come out though. I I was like, shit, I can't do that. Like, um, I didn't really know how to do anything about it, and I had a family that was very Christian, very evangelical, and I couldn't come out like i would say things like i'm gonna lose my family i'm gonna lose my job and that was because i was so afraid of the people that i knew and their perception and what i actually had heard from them about trans people that's fucked up yeah it's messed up i i remember you know sitting there in my dad's car listening to christian radio right and he would like oh man it was bad yeah and he would he loved either Christian or uh, Republican oh, political sorry. talk late radio. And it was bad every time they were on there and something like this about trans people came up. It was very obvious. Fest, I'm sure yes. it was very obvious what my dad aligned to. And he's changed. I give him some great credit for how much he's come, how far he's come as a person and how much he's supported me recently. It's amazing. But at the time, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, it's good that people are changing, but at the time, oh, fuck. That was probably terrifying. It, it really did terrify me. I didn't know what to do at all. Like I think about it, right? Um, even before understanding that I was trans, I knew from a really young age as well that I was not straight at all, right? Me too, me too. And understanding that and then being in a Christian community is not a great place to be. So, you know, I didn't feel comfortable at all when I actually started to realize that I was trans in 2015 and when trans representation really started to become a thing it started to make me feel a little bit better about it actually having representation and over time especially that buildup of saying maybe society might accept me if it if this show or this movie or this you know book or whatever it might have been that i saw could be out there and people enjoy it and love it and talk about it and, you know, support it, then maybe they can also love me. And that was a hard thing to go through leading, you know, up to that. I would tell me, tell myself everything I could to try to keep myself from coming out, but those things made a difference in my life. As they should. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now. Oh, that's fine. Know it. (laughs) It made me think, it made me realize, so yeah, I have my non-binary gender fluid awakening at about the same time. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is me. But what caused that directly was, so I'm a Mooney. Okay. Big time in the Sailor Moon. (laughs) Uh, I had started to rewatch it because I realized I had only watched it as a kid. But it made me remember how fucking fascinated I was by Sailor Uranus. Like a boy during the day transforms (laughs) into a woman with a sword to fight evil by night. Holy fucking shit. That's what I wanted to be. (laughs) Just a boy by day and then a crime fighting, sword wielding woman. Sailor Moon is a trans fucking hero. Don't let anybody else (laughs) tell you any different. I love that. 
but yeah i started to watch this again like as a it was like 24 25 at the time and i'm just like no wonder why i'm fucking gay just watching you know sailor jupiter go ahead and be <laughs> sailor jupiter but then the outer senshi pops up and sailor uranus pops up and i'm like this is why i said i want to be a dad when i grow up fuck <laughs> <laughs> yep it's why every trans person i feel like wants to be a shapeshifter for their oh. like fucking superpower right it, it's this like can I laughed at it when I first heard it, but it's a real thing. Like it's all real. of us really do want to be a shapeshifter because yeah. of the secret of the fact that we wanted to be able to shapeshift into being a, you know, different gender than we were at birth. Right. And yeah, being comfortable in our fucking skin. Um, I legit just said to someone the other day, I'm like, man, come on technology. Where's my ghost in the shell fucking bodies. Like I want to have a masculine manly bearded body i can beam into and then one that basically just looks like the one that i have now very you know maybe rounder hips <laughs> but femme but femme <laughs> yeah i uh i remember thinking about mystique from the x games Oh wait! Or not, not of the X Men from fucking a X Games. X Men. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude, Mystique. Everybody, I've been drinking. This is what happens. <laughs> so, uh, X Men. All right, I'm gonna say X people. Fuck them. There was a lot of like, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, Storm alone had her own series of comics. And yes. What a fucking bad bitch. Right. People are going to be angry at me about the fact that I said X people, but fuck them. That's all I can say. This is this is the trans episode. Yeah. Get Screw over you. it. Get over <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, like Mystique shapeshifting into any person, right? And the Fucking ability hell. to switch into a, you know, anybody may, was like something that I was like, oh my gosh, I need that like now. That's blew amazing. my mind. Yeah, blew, blew my mind. I'm like, I could be a well-dressed gentleman one moment and then just a bombshell foxy woman the next. Like, sign me up. Where do I get this mutation? <laughs> it's really interesting how media and those kinds of things have kind of allowed both of us to actually do come out. And that's why every time someone says, well why do they have to give representation in this? Like, why is it always this person? I'm like, guys, because that actually does make a difference. It does. Like, it made a difference for me. And it wasn't, I wasn't influenced to be that by those things. I was already that. I just didn't think I could express myself as that until I finally saw the representation that was there. Yes, and absolutely. That's, that's what's kind of going on with everybody who's younger is that because that representation is there in so many things that younger people have seen and been a part of, it's opened the door to all kinds of expression that hasn't been there before. Yeah, just simply having the knowledge. Like, I had no idea as a kid that non-binary is a thing, had no idea that being trans is a thing, to go back to it previous episode no idea what polyamory was but here i am doing right. all of these things right and i i just don't even know what gender even is anymore it's about it's just about expressing yourself and that's a good thing i just want to see people and i think this is what everybody who's younger is doing is we just want to see people who are being themselves, them, their true selves, right? Yes. Expressing themselves in a way that actually matters the, to them, not to anyone else. Because regardless of what anybody else thinks, you have to be okay with who you are. Absolutely. And, and it's yeah. satanic as fuck to accept yourself and gain this knowledge and thrive with yeah. it in fact they're you know 
no gods, no masters, right? No gods, no masters. Hail thyself. There is nothing more satanic than understanding and loving yourself, which is seems like a really funny thing to be satanic because (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's rainbows and puppies, guys. We've been hiding the good shit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, hey, that that's an interesting thing for me is that uh everything that's in Christianity or everything that's in another religion, it doesn't even matter if it's Christianity is focused on that God, loving that God, right? Not Satanism, at least atheistic Satanism. It is about empowering the self. We don't bow in subservience to anybody in our services. Our practices, if we, if you so choose to do them, are about you. It's about being yourself and loving yourself and supporting yourself. And what's great is that from that comes the support of others and the ability to do those things for others, right? It's not something that is just about you. I find that the more that you love yourself, the more capable you are of loving others. And how do you know how to love properly if you can't even look at yourself in the mirror and be okay with what you see it's impossible if you're not okay with what you're seeing then you're not going to truly love yourself and before attaining the comfortability that i have with just not fucking knowing what the fuck my actual actual gender is once I, once I let go of the expectation, it just opened up so much relief and so much more capacity to actually do better things for myself. Because you could be any gender as a gender fluid person that you could possibly want to be. Whatever you are that day is who you are. And I think that that's beautiful. All right. The thing for me is that that's great for everybody who's younger is that regardless of who you are and you know what your gender expression might be you're allowed to express that and that's what i think has allowed for this whole rigid form of transgender to go away because for a long time transgender was just trans men and trans trans females right and that was this idea that that was kind of supporting the idea that gender was a binary, that you could be one thing or the other, regardless of the fact that people were switching between them, there was still this. And there are intersection individuals who exist somewhere in between. Right. Even chromosomal, right? Like yes, chromosomally, that's not true. Biological. It's not true. Socially, though, like for a long time, even if you were trans, you were one or the other. And it was just this giant support of the binary, right? Which is not a real thing based on exactly that comment, Tomoe. Like, intersex people like are a backbreaker for the thought that there's a binary world. Nature uh, finds a way. Exactly. You know, I think it's funny because the people who express it as a binary and start to quote the Bible on me, I find hilarious because they say, well, male and female, he created them. And I listen to that and I laugh now because every other binary that is listed in the Bible in Genesis is a spectrum, every single other one. And they acknowledge every other spectrum, right? If we think about day and night, there's no difference between day and night, or there's a spectrum in between day and night, sorry. If I think of land and ocean, land and sea, right? There's a transition between land and sea because of the tides. If we think about the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, right? There is things in between, flying fish, penguins, you name it, right? But there's always a spectrum in between. Um, some are Yo, wider, fucking, some are fucking pelicans, man. They can walk, fly, and swim. Like they could do oh. it all. Exactly. And for me, 
that existence of a spectrum on every other item kind of is perfectly applied to the male and female thing that you see in the Bible. And so for the people who use that as an excuse, there is no excuse. There's other parts of the Bible that people argue about, but it's stupid. That's all I'm going to say. Like there's no justification in Christianity, in fact, to discriminate against trans people at all. In fact, I would mo- like to just throw out to anyone who is clutching their Bible right now, um, I would like to encourage you to read a more recently written book. That's all I really would like to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've come a long way, please. Yes. If, it's, if it truly is 2,000 years old, please read a more recently written one. I'll even take something from the 1960s. Like, just please, please. Just get it. read something in the last two decades, please. I, I don't, I'm not even going to say 1960s. Just like times have changed. As they do. As they do. And how can you be like, you know what? Those people 2000 years ago, we've never made any progress since then. Let's do that. Right. Yeah, no, um, you are sitting in a structure right now. If you're driving in your car, you are in a machine that is made of several different metals and fiberglass that is powered by either electricity or a combination of electricity and small controlled fucking explosions that are propelling you right now. Okay. Or you're in some kind of building with plumbing. <laughs> plumbing. <laughs> a miracle plumbing um, with, again, electricity, with maybe air conditioning, maybe a heating and cooling system. Uh, they definitely did not have that shit, any of that shit that I just said, 2,000 years ago. No cars, no air-conditioned buildings, no electricity. Um times change maybe we should move forward people maybe your literature should change as well and in fact here's a book why don't you read alok tk's book beyond the gender binary there you go that's my suggestion like go and understand that what you've thought of before and what you have looked at before might be wrong and it's okay to question literally everything it's okay to do that you don't have to be afraid of questioning everything in fact i encourage you to question everything there is nothing more satanic than that like what do you have to lose right you might gain some new perspectives you might gain some new knowledge you might lose some biases but But tomoe knowledge is satanic come on right garden of eden don't forget (laughs) right the i find it funny that the garden of eden if we look at that right knowledge of good and evil that was apparently satanic given right so but people come on like knowledge is a good thing learning is a good thing please go out and do it and i think we have to understand that times change and the people that are younger than 30 the people that are coming out have grown up in a different time period than others and that you have to look at that and accept the fact that every generation has grown up and had things that have challenged the previous. And in every case, it has moved things forward. And it's time to look at that and to understand that maybe the next generation might have some things that you need to understand. And it's true of every single generation. Everyone. 
yeah, because what I just said about technological advances, they're happening simultaneously as well. It might not have been necessarily a social, like, gender explosion happening, but there are some wild revolutions happening, like, socially for every decade, for, like, the past, like, seven decades. It's, yep. it's wild. It's wonderful. And it's just going to keep happening because yep. that's what we do. We're people. We innovate. Yep. And, and it's not even a modern thing. That's the thing that's funny to me is that trans people have existed for all time. This is not something that's just popping up or new. It's just finally accepted. That's what people don't understand is that just looking back in history, let's go back 2000 years and look at the fact that like Elagabalus of Rome, like it's probably longer than that. I can't remember what year that she reigned, but she was a trans woman in every sense of the word, born male at birth, but preferred she, her pronouns, uh, dressed in women's clothing, would not allow anybody to tell her otherwise. And in fact, nice. this is the funniest part. She offered vast sums of money equivalent to up to half the Roman Empire to anyone who could surgically give her a vagina. This is on record. This is a real thing, people. Nice. Go look it up. It's nice. A trans yeah. person in ancient Rome. Like, look it up. Ancient Egypt had it. There was trans men who fought in the civil war. There's trans representation in Aboriginal cultures, in indigenous cultures. It's all over the world. I'm just going to be a dork for a second because I love them. Uh, Oscar fucking Wilde. Yeah. 100% sure that ma'am was non-binary because socially wild. Didn't give a single fuck. Um, The late, the great, I will forever mourn him. David Bowie. Come on. Come the fuck on. Non-binary as fuck. I grew up looking at him in addition to, you know, the sword-wielding boy, Sailor Scout. David fucking Bowie, okay? Wanted to be David Bowie when I grew up. Don't have quite the musical talent, although I am also a chaos magician as well. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah binary icon <laughs> they're it, just more recent ones like they're, they're all over the place uh yeah. it's kind of hard to believe that people don't see it when it's everywhere it's obvious and i think that that's what's hard about what has been happening recently is that just like every other time in our history there's always a threat to this progress and i spoke about that in the other episode but i'll get into it a little bit here you know when someone is calling for trans people to not exist anymore you have to perk your ears up and say no because it's happening people there's, there was a bill introduced in the, at the federal level just a couple days ago from when we record this to try at, by the Republicans to try and say that trans people in schools should not be per- referred to by their preferred pronouns. That and that's where it, it starts. Yep. That's where it starts. You start taking away these, these seemingly insignificant things which are affirming and just better for an individual to fucking exist. And that's when it will progress to monstrosities. And it's the same thing that's happened in every situation in which genocide has happened. And I'm sorry to use that word, but that's the case is it starts with that. If we look at Rwanda in you know, look at the radio broadcasts that were happening beforehand. It started with comments about those, the Tootsies, right? And progressed mm-hmm. to calling them eventually cockroaches, right? And it progressed yes. to be worse than that. 
eventually. Yeah, it was a call for extermination. And that's the same exact thing that is slowly but surely happening here in the United States of America. And it's not funny. It's not a joke. It's really fucking serious. And not to whip them out because everybody fucking does. But this is some Nazi shit. This is exactly the kind of shit that was happening in Nazi Germany as well as Rwanda. Like it's a, there's a pattern here. It's alarming, and I don't quite understand why other people aren't seeing that. They're not acknowledging that. Right. I mean, when you have a um, pastor in Texas who is calling for queer people to be lined up on a wall and shot, we are in trouble. And this isn't. This may not be a a uh, political person but these are the places that political people go to church yes and they're still a community leader they're they have a congregation i'm assuming that this person is a legitimate preacher and pastor he is in fact is of ordained. a mega church yeah oh, uh, even even more heinous in my opinion because a mega church means that you probably have a broadcast network as well um, oh yeah that's how it was discovered because it was broadcast to the world. It wasn't just something that was put in there as something someone videotaped on their phone. No, this was recorded and put out there online for anybody to see. Yeah. And he thought and, it was just okay to say. Yeah. And there's senatorial candidates in different parts of the country that have said similar things and uh, House of Representatives candidates that have said similar things and we have to understand that this is an attack it is and And it's by people who actually have the means and resources to carry out this violence because that's exactly what it is it's violence through their political power yeah and beyond that we have to understand that they will do anything and not they don't play by the rules they make the rules they make the rules we have a responsibility to say this now rather than wait till later because there's no there's there is no later it's happening and we if we didn't say something about it we would regret it some of us might uh, actually not be able to say anything about it later because some of us, like the hosts of this podcast, are the targets of these threats. And we're queer. We're here. And we're broadcasting. So they definitely don't fucking like us. <laughs> we, we have very public records of who, how queer we are. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> um, we're so screwed like- if they yes. get their way we are very screwed <laughs> so what i'm all i'm going to kind of say is that at the same time as we're having an awakening and a this opening of just how diverse gender can be for an amazing group of people something that a group that is just um, like literally it just makes my heart happy to see them and see how happy they are at the same time as that's going on we are seeing this rhetoric and it might be a reaction to it it might not but this has been something that's been going on for a lot of modern history um this is just the first time that we might have a chance to actually stop it and we should yeah and that's why we got to look forward everyone we, yes. The the big thing for me is that we have an opportunity. We have all of these people that are coming out. When you talk about 5% of the population, that's one in 20. Yeah, As, percentages, the math behind percentage, percentages, while well, the number five seems small there. 
it's a percentage. That means it is a multiplication is happening. Like there is a fraction. When you look at a fraction, we're looking good. We are growing <laughs> massively. And when you look at beyond trans people, the greater LGBTQ population is growing as well in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. It's growing massively. And when we look at the opportunity that that gives us is that more than one in 10 people are out as LGBTQ. Which being out maybe at the beginning of our very lifetimes, way more fucking dangerous. Like not a thing. That person, if you just put them back in that time, still gay, but they're not, they're just not telling anybody. Yes. You're allowed to tell people. And it's great. And it's amazing. Like the fact I go online every day and I see something that's uplifting. There's a new person that's coming out and telling everybody how happy they are. And I honestly can tell everyone on here that it has physically changed me, not just from my hormones, but I like de-age. The way that I became more happy actually affected the way my face looked like I actually lost wrinkles. I became so much better in mentally that people were like, wow, you look younger. What is going on? Yeah. It stress and unhappiness can take a physical toll on you. Like y'all, I have had the privilege of seeing Cora's before identity like because as far as I'm concerned that's an entire other human being the unhappiness is palpable like I don't think I I think you showed me close to a dozen photos of you every one of them I look miserable absolutely fucking miserable like I don't think this person could have genuinely smiled about something like even fucking puppies like so miserable even when i was smiling it was clearly fake it was it was fake as fuck now that i think about it i think there was like a sports photo where you were like smiling but it looked so strange oh i am glad that you get to be the truest you because (laughs) well thank you happy looks good on you appreciate it (laughs) yeah and i think that's what we have to look forward to me uh personally i think that we have to look forward to a lot more people being happy who doesn't want to be happy and who doesn't want their loved ones happy you know when your house is happy it just leeches into you it gives you a warmth in places that are untouchable from by by strangers and their weird whatever they're going to force upon you on that day through work or Facebook or whatever bullshit you get into when you have a true happiness it's untouchable it makes your relationships better it makes you feel better it makes you physically feel healthier it is something that people don't quite understand and you know, as hard as things were prior to my transition and as dark as things got, and I'm talking really, really dark people, I have come through it. And let me tell you when I say that when I smile, I can't help but notice that it's something very different. And I look in the mirror and I go, oh my goodness, there she is. There's the person this. I expected. And as sappy as all that is, it's true. You have to understand that most trans people, when before they come out, they're coming from a really dark place. But when they do, they change completely. They fucking shine. Like I've seen it not just with you, but with other 
individuals I know, they, there's a glow, a palpable, I'm, I'm not making this fu- fucking shit up. There is a palpable glow that once they start to get there, when they start to look at themselves and like what they're seeing, there is an immeasur- immeasurable warmth and it comes from them and it can warm you up too like honestly i just i fucking i fucking love to see it and i even have days where i'm just like i'll wake up and be like i'm gonna buy my boobs down and hide my hair under a hat and i just feel happy as a fucking clam that's it that's all it takes (laughs) for me (laughs) and then other days are I'm going to put on some seven inch heels and a slinky dress. <laughs> happy as a clam. <laughs> it all depends for you on the day, but I've seen you happy more recently than I've ever seen you in my life. And like, you know, just all the time that we spent together, the more that you've expressed yourself, the better I've seen it. Oh, right back at you. Thank you. Um, and uh, I, I think one of the things that I've expressed about this whole thing is that being able to do what I would like with my body has been an amazing thing. I mean, I've gotten tattoos, I've gotten laser hair removal. I've got, had my gender confirmation surgery and every one of those has made a difference to myself. And I, I don't think anybody can argue that bodily autonomy and being able to just do with what your body, what you want and is a right that every human in this world should have. Yes. I feel like that is inarguable. Even if you want to get face tattoos and maybe have like, I don't know, gills. (laughs) It's your fucking body. Do you? Do you? Fuck. Like, who am I to judge? Why do people judge? It's stupid. Like, yeah. I don't, honestly, if I see a motherfucker walking down the street with some like properly structured gills, I'm going to be impressed. Um, (laughs) How are you walking in air? Can you breathe okay? Yes. You look fucking red. Do you? Hail thyself. Um, and you know what? That person's gonna have the biggest fucking smile on their face. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, they have fucking gills. Don't yuck other people's yum. That's all I can <laughs> say. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Like, damn. <laughs> and if, it's none of your fucking business anyway. Like, let's be fucking real. I also have been tattooed. I have several piercings. Um, Nobody gives a fuck. Like, I live in a major city. For the most part, like, a lot of people my age, like, give or take, maybe eight years above, eight years below. Nobody gives a fuck. Who cares? But every now and again, I go somewhere and I get get a look. And Actually, I have a, I have a chest piece. And sometimes the little, the little horns. Guys, I have a reimagined version of the boss lock from the legend of zelda series long story short i have a a lock in my cleavage with some horns on it and sometimes they peek up and i think only there's been maybe two instances where that was a fucking problem for somebody and really all they had to do was not look at me that's the solution you look at me for two seconds, you see it, you dislike it, move the fuck on. Yeah, period. That's the solution. And guys, I have a very visible tattoo now. It is. It's big and beautiful. Huge. It's big and beautiful. And I think it actually is great to mention what it is in this episode because it's very applicable, right? I got a tattoo of what I call the growth of my heart. Okay. It is. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's an anatomical heart at the bottom, but growing out of it is a tree. And in that tree, if you think about the movie Pocahontas back in the day, Disney, right? You think about the faces that are, that the grandma had coming out of the tree. Well, there's two faces, one at the bottom, which is my old face, the face I had before my transition. And it's miserable. As I experienced in those photos you showed me. Yes. Face is miserable. In fact, perfect adaptation. Yeah. In fact, that face is based on an actual photo that I have. And like a million photos. Yeah, exactly. But it's being swallowed by the tree as in that's in the past and emerging from the tree is my new face and it grows and out of the leaves, um, the leaves are the trans flag colors and they are blooming and beautiful and pink and blue. And the whole thing is just amazing. It goes from almost down by my elbow all the way up to my collarbone. And I got it because for me, it's my expression of who I am and the journey that I've gone on. Anybody who is out there who's trans in any form, young, old, wherever, has to go on a journey. It's called a transition for a reason. We don't take two seconds to become ourselves. It takes time. And anybody who's struggling out there, just know that you have time. You will become you. You are loved. You are amazing. And I respect you. We love and respect you in this house. Um, Yes, it does take fucking time. And you know what? You might not ever really truly 100% figure it the fuck out. No, you won't. That's that's nobody figures it the fuck out completely. No, but you and might it's okay. figure. Yes, you might figure more of it out. How about that? Yeah, and just doing well for yourself, even if it's just starting to bind your boots down and putting your hair under your hat, or starting to wear makeup, or even asking that first fucking question to a medical professional about maybe hormones it's gonna be scary but afterwards you're gonna be like yeah i fucking did that i can't tell you the euphoria for those who are trans and are out there and then like i'm not saying cis people that you're bad in any way i'm just saying from personal experience as a trans person when you have that moment in which you have done something to become yourself it is beautiful like i honestly like euphoria that's the only word that i can put on it and i will say that before i transitioned i never experienced euphoria it was an entirely new emotion for me oh shit 29 years, no no such thing as euphoria. I would have a bit of happiness occasionally, but there was never that feeling that I had. It was so weird to me because it, and so foreign when I actually had it that it kind of stopped me in my tracks. I'm a completely different person. And a happier one. Yes. Far fucking happy. Fucking euphoria is what you can gain. TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> so, worth anyways, it, I think. Yes. Worth it. Worth it. And if you're out there and you're struggling, just know that even something that's hidden can give you euphoria. I myself would wear a bra that you couldn't see. It was just one of those flat bras with no padding and like almost hidden straps that I could put underneath a like golf shirt or a like, you know, a collared shirt and no one could tell that I was wearing it. And I did it because 
regardless of what anybody else thought, it made me feel like I was taking a step, even though I was still not out to anybody that was there. You can do that too. And if you're questioning and you want to try it, I suggest try it. What's the worst that can happen? Do it. If you don't like it. it. Yeah. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it anymore. But if you do it and you feel something. On the opposite spectrum of that, being a person who naturally developed boots, uh, I stopped wearing a bra like most days, maybe two years ago, two, three years ago. The first few times I was like, oh my God, everybody's going to notice. No, no one fucking says anything. And just little things like that. It's funny. You started wearing a bra. I took off my bras and was like, you know what? (laughs) Men don't have to wear these. Yes. I am neither woman nor man. I don't have to wear these. And I'm not wearing one right now. If I'm being honest, not doing it right now. That is not even remotely on my fucking mind until we started talking about brows. I'm just that comfortable with it. And the first time I'm like, this is scandalous. This is great. I'm so excited. Now I just exist this way. Although, yeah. to be fair, post nipple piercings, now it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i totally understand that like uh in the sense that it was a big deal when i first ha- had it happen yep and now Same. i'm com- now i'm comfortable which is great to be honest as much as euphoria when i made the change was great finally feeling comfortable that's also a feeling that is the fucking best move. feeling. Yes. When you just can just get up in the morning and be like, oh, this is what we're doing. And it's just a normal thing. Just so everybody knows, they just gave me finger guns. So <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like, oh, finger guns. This is just a thing. Yep. And on that note, I think, I don't know. I haven't, I don't have anything else to say. Um, hail thyself hail thyself yes hail thyself and hail satan and i think that's a perfect way to end this